everyone. Welcome to the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model Podcast. This is going to be a mishmash of audio content, LinkedIn content, guest podcasts, interviews, debates, and live Q&A. We'll primarily discuss six topics that reflect the buyer-centric revenue model. One, sales development versus marketing. Two, the sales assembly line or the AE-CSM split in other subdivisions versus full sales or full sales cycle sales, aka AE-CSM combined, no handoffs, no prospecting. Three, quota versus holistic goals and metrics. Four, commission versus full salary plus bonus. Five, sales versus the option of self-service to the extent desired and possible. Six, the predictable revenue model versus the buyer-centric revenue model. If you haven't already, I highly demand that you sign up for the buyer-centric revenue model community to continue the discussion and help implement the model. Join the movement of forward-thinking peers liberating and modernizing B2B marketing and sales. Achieve a better growth playbook, a competitive advantage, and more productive and fulfilling careers. Enjoy insights, data, best practices, resources, and jobs. Plus, the live Q&A on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to buyercentricrevenue.com to sign up. If you want to learn more about the model and these topics, check out my book, The Death of the SDR and the Birth of the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And now to this episode. Hey everyone, in this video, we're going to bring in some backup, some heavy artillery, and we're going to bring on Chris Walker, the CEO of Refined Labs. But don't get your hopes up. It's not in person, not yet anyway, although I hope to have him on. It's me reading a quote of his, which I know is the next best thing. But in prior videos, we've talked about how the true nature of sales development is to spam. That prospecting is a code word for spam. It's telemarketing, email spam, LinkedIn spam, physical mail spam, and bribery via gift cards. In addition to that, sales development is gold metric and compensated on spamming. They've got one goal and metric, which is short-term in nature, and that is monthly meetings booked and nothing else. And then 50% of their compensation or 50% of their salary is tied to that short-term meetings booked quota attainment. And so this is meant to instill a mindset in order to do spamming because you've got one single goal and metric short-term in nature of meetings booked and nothing else, regardless of the fact that spam turns buyers off and then pushes some buyers prematurely to sales. So sales gets a lower quantity of good leads because some buyers are turned off and a higher quantity of bad leads because of these premature buyers. So lead quality is irrelevant to the consideration. Turning buyers off is irrelevant. Damaging your company's reputation and word of mouth is irrelevant, even though that's the most important marketing asset. We all know that from our personal life, reputation is everything. If you want to win friends and influence people, it's not by spamming them. It doesn't pay any attention to profitability 
efficiency or effectiveness. There is no consideration to real marketing and sales metrics, not profit, not cost per acquisition, not cost per acquisition payback period, not customer lifetime value, not win rate, not sales cycle, not your conversion rates throughout the funnel, not your average selling price, not your opportunity pipeline or qualified pipeline amount in terms of the number of opportunities or the dollar amount of opportunities, as well as the number of customers you bring on. It's meetings booked at all costs and nothing else. So Chris had a great LinkedIn post on this, and I want to quote it. He says, quote, bang, gong rings. We booked 12 meetings yesterday. Yay. We need to stop glorifying meetings as a metric. Talk to me about revenue. I see companies that celebrate 200 meetings per month, but they only win 2% of those deals and with terribly long sales cycles. So they're actually celebrating doing 196 demos that they lose. That's a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted resources, a lot of lost opportunity cost, and in my opinion, not worthy of celebration. When this happens, the leads are most often the problem, not the sales process. The leads and how they are sourced primarily through prospecting are the problem, mainly because the people booking the meetings are incentivized on the meeting, not actual outcomes. The problem isn't the sellers because they close marketing's website demo requests at 35%, not 2%. So how you get the meeting is the most important factor whether or not you win the deal. It's not the seller's fault when they lose meetings that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Companies would be smarter to figure out how to get more marketing's website demo requests, then hire six more people to dial and send cold messages all day. So what it took me almost a year and half a book to write, Chris just did that in two paragraphs. And this is very important because it breaks down the principle of garbage in, garbage out. If you spam people, you're going to get garbage leads and that's going to negatively affect both marketing and sales. That's going to affect your growth. That's going to affect your profit. So we talked about another video, how sales development and spam handcuffs marketing, preempts marketing, counteracts marketing, and crowds out marketing. And we also talked about, and you can just tell from what we just covered, how sales is harmed by sales development. Not only do they have to first go through sales development, But then once they're in sales, they get these junk leads. And so you get lower win rates, longer sales cycles, and a bloated sales org triaging bad leads. You get misalignment and mistrust between sales and marketing. Most sellers missing quota most of the time. Oh, and by the way, 50% of their salary is tied to that. So they don't get a majority or, or a lot of their salary that's being withheld. it's terrible for buyers. Like buyers do not want to be on the receiving end of, of sales development. 
turn off. And the ones that do take a demo, these premature buyers, they're not well-informed and they're not seriously thinking about a purchasing decision, at least typically. They are just browsing or kicking the tires to get information, which they should have gone from marketing. Had marketing been free to do proper non-spam modern marketing, which is what buyers want and expect. Buyers do not want or expect spam. The answer is not trying to push people to sales prematurely through spamming them. The answer is to do proper non-spam marketing over a sustained period. And buyers will request a demo when they're ready. Some need more marketing than others. Proper marketing has compounding yield. So you get more word of mouth, you build a better reputation. Um, you get better and better at doing proper marketing, at improving your messaging, your positioning, your website, your content, your social. More people become aware of you. You get better at your pitch. So you don't need as, as much marketing to get buyers to hit that request a demo button or buy now button. And when they do come to sales, they are well-informed and seriously thinking about a purchasing decision. These are the hot leads or the layups that sales actually wants. Sales does not want a sales development lead relative to marketing's website demo request. They know which buyer is more likely to show up to that meeting, which buyer is more likely to convert to an opportunity, which buyer is more likely to become a customer, which buyer is more likely to become a customer faster and to stay a customer, not churn. How you get the meeting is very important, but it's also what happens after the meeting and all the other, all of those other marketing and sales metrics that matter. Sales development doesn't care about that. That's not the purpose. That's not how they're golden metric. That's not how they're compensated. So you're going to get, you might get lots of meetings, but you'll get bupkis. And we talked about this, an, a case study from a real company, several companies, in fact, where they saw that, they analyzed their marketing efforts and they separated the sales development component from the proper marketing component from marketing's website demo requests. And then they compared and then they saw which side their bread was buttered on. And then they repurposed sales development into marketing or they liberated marketing from having to be handcuffed to sales development. And then in either case, they saw amazing results. We talked about also a basketball analogy. Let's say marketing is the point guard and sales is the center. It's marketing's job to do a whole bunch of, bunch of nice dribbling, creative plays to send a nice pass to the center right next to the basket so the center can easily put the ball in the hoop and score and not let the competition steal that pass or miss, miss the shot. So it's very important that that point guard delivers a good pass and not bad passes. Today, with sales development and sales, what you get is a lot of lousy passes. And so sales is taking half-court shots that are missing. And that's not a good team to be on. You don't want to be on that basketball team. No one wants to be on that basketball team, and no one wants to watch that basketball team. Buyers don't want it, and 
sellers and marketers don't want to be on that team. Everyone wants to be, to be on the winning team. You have to do proper non-spam marketing if you actually want to grow properly and profit and have a really good marketing and sales engine that gives your company a competitive edge over the competition, especially if you're a younger company or you have an inferior product or pricing and you've got an uphill battle. Particularly if your if your competition is doing the lousy practices that we talk about, that gives you a huge leg up. The biggest competitive advantage today is who can deliver the best buyer's experience with the least friction. Marketing is the biggest competitive advantage because that's what buyers require more to influence their purchasing decision. And then after that, it's sales. So get your marketing right, then get your sales right. And that's how you'll get the best talent and the most customers. So I'll leave it there. Uh, thanks, Chris, for the backup. And if you're listening to this, we should totally jam sometime. But it's not just me saying this stuff. I've been heavily influenced by Chris. So a big shout out to Chris and also to Gaetano Denardi. Learned a lot from them. So I highly recommend you go check out their content, particularly to learn about proper non-spam modern marketing. When I came up through sales development sales, I didn't know about that. And it wasn't until I started to learn more about marketing and had a marketing hat on that I started to, to come to a lot of the realizations that I talk about that I'm trying to share with y'all. So yeah, highly recommend them. And so with that, I'll leave it there and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Buyer-centric revenue model over and out.